0: Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to the Angel Rock on 105.3 in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. And if you've never been to the show, welcome and also if you're returning as a fan of the show we have a few of those people out there thank you a little bit about myself and the show i am a canadian clairvoyant medium i'm also a crystal reiki energy healer akashic records practitioner a spiritual teacher and mentor and also a registered nurse i'm also quite well-versed in the paranormal. And I'll explain why I mentioned that this evening at the beginning. Um, I say that I have, uh, I shouldn't say I say that I have, I do have guests from all walks of life and from whatever they're doing, whether it might be professionally or extracurricularly, they are making a positive change for humanity. And I cover all aspects of the esoteric, the spiritual, as well as a little bit of truth-seeking thrown in there. And before we get started, I'm going to try and ask you to draw your attention, if you could, please. There is a video out there on Rumble.com by somebody by the name of Raymond Raven Moonstone. I believe it's news. And the title of it is called um, Calgary Newfie Family. It's a very serious subject, and uh, they really need a lot of positive prayer, this family, as well as positive energy. If you feel that you could share this story, I think it would help immensely. They really need a lot of help. And I'll leave it at that. Now, on to my guest. He's been on this show before, and he's going to be on next week with me, too. Um, His name is David Hansel, and he's been able to sense, see, and hear spirits from a very young age after a near-death experience. As an adult, he decided to spend his life in service to spirit, giving them a voice to tell them their stories and deliver messages to their loved ones. With this dedication, he has been able to help others to understand and validate that there is a life after death and how to proceed on their life's journey with the help of angels, spirit spirit guides and their loved ones who have crossed over. He also has a very successful TikTok channel we'll talk a bit about. He also can communicate with pets. He's been very helpful with my own. So welcome, David. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Thank you. It's fun to be back again.
0: I know. We've been trying to get podcasting in because I forgot to mention you're also a podcaster too.
1: Yeah, and I I have not done a podcast in a while,
0: and I was going to do another one with you, and then with my hand and everything. I I know. Hey, Dave Petrella. Welcome. Dave's been a guest on the show. He's an astrologer. He's a biologist with science, and he's been a good supporter of our show. So thank you, Dave, for being here. Got two Daves in the house. I want to remind you guys, too. I always forget as I get rambling, and I I can tell you every week, and I think as I say, knock on wood, it, it stays off the the bad juju here but um my phone has a mind of its own and will decide to go into lovely apple phone into the spinning wheel of death as it's called in the apple culture so it'll look like i'm there you'll hear me talking the screen might go black and if i disappear dave already knows you guys hang in there got my computer right here with streamyard i will be back on in like 30 seconds <laughs> just in case Hey, Michelle Pratt from Australia. Welcome. Glad to have you here. So, guys, we are counting down to Halloween, and guess what? Well, we're in Eastern Standard Time Zone. You are too, eh, Dave?
1: Yeah. I'm, in, yeah. Uh, I'm on the East Coast here. We're here. Sorry? I'm on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, that's how I thought, in the U.S. So... Um, next week we have a halloween show now most unfortunately i had this guest lined up over three months ago and this weekend they very sad they had to cancel so dave is going to be free he already told me for next week and i think what we're going to do we're going to do a bit of a panel on uh, paranormal i'm working on that right now to see whom else we can get to join us if not Dave, you are super well versed in the paranormal as well. Like, where do we start? Because we're supposed to be really spooky tonight, but you've got quite the story of your life and what you've been through.
1: Well, goodness gracious! So we want spooky. See, I don't. It's so funny. I don't talk about spooky much. Because...
0: I know you don't, because you would be a light worker. The buzzword, I guess, so we could call you just like myself, right? That's what. Well, that's the buzzword people use.
1: This is this is, I guess, my opinion and. From <gasps> What I've oh, known,
0: uh, read uh, the comment. I didn't realize David,
1: this. David was your guest last year. Oh.
0: I forgot about that, Dave. That is so cool. Sorry, I had to throw that up there.
1: Yeah, I'm reading it too. I got the comments on. Yeah, my hair's gotten a little longer, Dave, hasn't it? um I love it. Thanks. I'm going to just keep growing it. um
0: <laughs> I know, um, though, that you've worked in the paranormal field. And...
1: Out of investigations and I used to go into houses. Um, it, it was, I haven't done it in a while and I do enjoy it. I really do. The whole thing is there was back in the day when I was doing it, there were so many paranormal groups that was so yeah. um, dead set on fear-based things. Um, and, and that's all they talked about was a fear in the house, a fear in the house, a fear in the house. And I went into a couple of houses. I'm like, uh, you're wrong. And we validated the stuff, but it doesn't mm-hmm. make it None less the spooky. I mean, it's still, spooky's fun. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, that feeling you get from just, you know, the darkness, some people who are afraid of the dark and all that. I mean, that's cool. That's cool to have, but I will tell all people this, no matter what, no matter what ghost you confront or anything else, you're safe. Um, they can't do anything to you, really. Okay,
0: so then let's talk about this then. Let's get into this. Cause I don't know, I don't know if we we've talked a bit about this off the camera before, but I don't know about on air. So, what was yeah. going on at my house then with Dell, my partner, thrown 15 feet across the kitchen? I have pictures of bite marks, scratch marks. Um, there's there,
1: there's something that happens for him because of the fact that you're open. I always tell people this. This is what I've known. So, the guides told me and this is what I brought back from mm-hmm. me is one, a human being, no human being can be possessed. Let's use the word mm-hmm. possessed. I agree. I'm, okay. They, they agree to it. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, a lot of people will go on investigations and they'll be, you know, they'll get really drunk for they go, oh, let's go see ghosts and they get drunk and high. Well, everything. that's just going to lower your vibration and make you yeah. a target. Yeah. Your vibration. And that's how they get in. Um, with your boyfriend, as much as it might have been, uh, he was probably not in the best of moods uh, for a while and something got into him. Um it doesn't mean that they necessarily did it. They explained it to me how it happens. Um, it's kind of like in our human, in our humanness, we can cause ourselves a disease. So if we are very, very upset all the time, very, very angry all the time, that can lead to certain diseases. Absolutely. It does it can lead to cancers? It can lead absolutely. To um so the body manifests itself so that i believe is what would happen is i mean thrown across the floor that it's very rare when that happens but he I didn't even I,
0: tell me for two days because he is still a skeptic to this day dave he yeah. went and grabbed his electricity meter thingy he's testing all the wires he has to debunk it six ways from sunday even to this day to even
1: what happens he's not if, open to it if um he's got it. what happens is the the body takes on it's like being hypnotized kind of mm-hmm. let's put it this way let's to make it easier let's say an entity can hypnotize you in a way now we all know under hypnosis you won't do anything that you would never normally do That's but you are susceptible to suggestion so yeah. going through the error of falling back and all that could be a suggestion that was given so strongly by that entity. Um, scratch marks. Our bodies can produce scratch marks. I, um, I don't tell people this a lot, but I used to have an entity that would always touch me in the middle of the night and left marks. It, it didn't hurt. They would. We watched them form one time, and it's the body forming them, not the spirit doing it. It's the body mm-hmm. form. It's so odd how... Our minds in this world is so susceptible. I mean, if people could actually understand, if if suggestion could throw you across the room, a suggestion could give you a scratch, a suggestion should make you find a really good job and a really good mate and a really good everything else. Because what you think is what you're going to get. That's just. I'm just
0: reading about. Actually, just got into Joe Dispenza. I've heard about him long, and he's just talking about many of these things you're saying right now. Many, no, and it, I
1: agree. It, yeah true and that's what happens um it, it's for those of you don't don't be afraid to go on investigations i mean the chances of you get thrown across the room are oh very-
0: god yeah let's make that clear like that's never almost ever 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 happens ever
1: there's so much behind something like that happening it's not something it's just willy-nilly you walk into a house evil spirit picks you i agree up doesn't work like that. There has to be something there. So there might have been a buildup with your boyfriend of something going on. There might have been a, a, an attachment to him. Uh, not a bad attachment, but just there are, if we want to get on the spooky side so people know. Mm-hmm. People who let's say somebody dies and uh, when they, they died of a drug overdose, they were big time drug addicts and that was their whole life. They loved the drugs and that's what they did and say it was accidental. They died. If they don't go over, which mm-hmm. we all have, to do, you don't have to go into the light. That's, that's right. That yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't want to, they're going to try to clamor on to anybody else who is like them or living a life like them. So, they can share in You just
0: said something very important there that I hadn't thought about. Now, I'm not going to say anything on air about this, but uh, and it's not, it's just because it's more private that I don't want to put out there. It has nothing to do with me, but you've just said something there that there are people I know personally that, yes, I could totally see this. Yes, they somebody earthbound, like you said, maybe drugs, maybe alcohol, maybe something like that. You're right. They'd be clamoring for that energy, trying to, if you will, feel the high right through the yep. human so, body. That's there.
1: Yeah. They're pretty much merging with the soul. Like, um, mm-hmm. I thought about that because the fact that I guess I'm a, I'm a spiritual medium. I guess people would peg me, which means I merge with energies. So that's how I do my readings. I merge with mm-hmm. that energy. So I'm very well versed in letting energy come very, very close, if not almost completely there. But they know when to stop and i know when to stop and my guides know that they should stop so i've never worried about it i've never had an experience where an entity came into me and near me and was just terrible um although (laughs) the weird stuff about merging with energies though is because um uh you know because i'm clear empathy too you know i've got really high Claire empathy, which means that when spirits come through a lot of times they'll give me their emotions of things that they felt while they were here like the main mm-hmm. emotion that's feeling and then i've got to feel it so sometimes if i don't watch it i've gotten extremely sad all of a sudden yeah and you know they were really sad and then when that happens, the bad thing is as a medium, my communication gets cut off because it starts going into the human side of David and I'm trying to stop it and I lose the connection. So mm-hmm. i tend to try to stop those things right off the bat or just tell them, Hey, I get it. You mm-hmm. know, just Stop now.
0: Yeah, you but some to, spirits I find are more powerful than other, even with the personality that they there, have.
1: There is, and, it's, and it is, and it's the personalities they've accumulated. It's how many times you've been around the block. Um, so a, a newer spirit who's here who maybe only came to earth like two or three times when they go, they're probably not going to be very versed in helping somebody out that well. They're not going to know much. They're not yes. going to have accumulated that. Now a spirit who said, you know, Hey, I've done a billion lives. I've done a hundred lives there. I've been a hundred lives in another place and everything. Those ones, those ones are pretty strong. And then the ones filled with rage, uh, rage is a low level, It's a lower level of
0: energy or vibration.
1: and, And if you're like in a haunted house, like let's go back to like the boyfriend thing, not your boyfriend, but anybody else. If there was anything that was hanging around there quite a bit because of the fact it was upset or or just you know what the drug thing and all that it's it's going to pick out people who have a lower vibration and it's going to attach
0: i i want to put that out there though and i know you didn't see this concern dell doesn't do drugs because everybody seems to think he does because he's got long hair that's that's not what this is but but i hear what you're saying because you
1: you can smoke a joint and go do he
0: doesn't though like that's the thing and i don't have a problem with it like i don't care i just don't care for it neither does he but i don't have a problem with anybody that uses it i say hey you go go be yourself do what you need to do and if it works
1: for you great not my job to judge there's just certain instances i always tell people yeah i don't care what people do it's none of my Mm -hmm. business um but when you put yourself into situations of the spiritual and you alter your mind too much Let's say because I do know some I do know some uh, mediums and spiritual people, you know, smoke a little or they'll have a glass of wine yes. before reading. They're not possessed or anything. No. It's just not gonna happen. I mean, this has got to be something that's in your psyche, something that's done all the time, something that's like you like that's more important than your life is the jars. Mm-hmm. Uh, or drinking or stuff like that. Those people are probably more susceptible to things. I don't think your boyfriend, I it, as far as that goes, I just think um it was a mood thing with him uh it was a maybe a mood he was in um and maybe it was lasting for a while definitely
0: moody and i'm not trying to say anything bad against gemini's in any way shape or form but i've never (laughs) been out with a gemini before and Dave, you'll appreciate this being the astrologer, you know, into astrology here. And this woman had said to me, she was a witch and she happened to be a friend of my my son's eldest son's and she came over and she was asking, me, I think Del was at work and she said, Well, what sign is he? And I said, He's a Gemini. Like, oh my God. And even he will admit you never know what doll you're going to get because it's the twins, right? And it's like, sometimes you get one, sometimes you get another. <laughs>
1: yeah, I do seem like bipolar without being diagnosed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up and down. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an Aries, so I don't know. Well, I'm a weird Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that would be the only thing. Spooky-wise for me, if you want to...
0: I well, I was going to ask you, Alien, E.T., Bigfoot, Dogman, we could go anywhere with any of this. Like, It doesn't have to just be ghosty stuff. That's why I put all things paranormal.
1: Well, when I was a very young boy, and um, mm-hmm. I've I told you this already, it's probably about three or four. How the story goes is um, I was in the backseat of the car. and We were driving home from I don't know when. I can't, can't remember that um my mom and dad were driving and me and my brother my older brother's in the car my younger brother hadn't been born yet and um i was complaining i guess about wanting some toys and i wanted toys really bad and my parents said no you know tomorrow when you wake up we'll you know get your toy whatever and when we got home my dad pulled me out of the car and lifted me up and with my dad facing forward and me facing behind him and over the sky came this be- huge huge ass light <laughs> really big So mm-hmm. um, this I, I i don't think it was a shooting star that went across and i saw it and my parents then saw it and they all looked at each other like wow what was that and then all of a sudden on the door was a plastic bag filled with little toys little safari toys um there's zebras and a little
0: was <laughs> it et oh. <Ichi> santa <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it said to david on the thing and my parents are like what's this and my dad they go in the house my dad calls my aunt beverly my dad's sister and says did you leave something for david she said no we didn't leave anything for david nobody ever said they left anything for david they were just there Um, because i remember
0: you tell me about the light and the little boy but i don't remember about the toys you tell me that is phenomenal
1: yeah and the toys were there and i had that and then it was a few years later Uh, Not long after that, I mean, I used to always hear voices. As a child, I heard lots of voices. And I used to hear them way more outside my ear, objectively, um, for the longest time. Um, But a little while after that, we were in North Carolina. And I wrote this in my book. I call him The Man of the South. And when my dad was taking me to bed, he was carrying me the same way. And a being stepped out and just stood there and just looked at me. And I knew when I was looking at him, it was it was just kind of saying, you know, because he didn't speak. But you could understand what he was thinking. Telepathy
0: you know? then, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just letting you know I'm here. And I was like, OK, I don't know who you are. <laughs> but now the weird thing was I, I told everybody what he looked like. And then as I started growing up, before I even knew about dragons, I started drawing dragons. I started drawing this other stuff. I love dragons. I was drawing dragons before I was knew what a dragon was. Like when I was in mm-hmm. fifth grade, I was drawing all these things like that. And and that's because that being I saw, which people freak out about, was a reptilian. And I didn't know what a reptilian was. And mm-hmm. I when people talk about how bad reptilians are and everything, I can only go back to my uh experience with that reptilian. And although he was very, har- not harsh, but he's very straightforward, he didn't seem to have a lot of emotion to him. But there was nothing bad about him. There was nothing I remembered. He didn't want to do anything to me. Nothing like that. Do
0: you know what but- I almost think, though, David? So wait, I mean, just wanted to stop you there for a sec. Is I almost feel, because I have met people that have experienced which would possibly be different races, like the Anunnaki or reptilians or what have you, and... Not everybody has a negative experience. They actually have a more positive type experience, not a human experience, like you said, with the emotion and what there was. He was harsher, like you said, but I'm almost wondering. And when I try and check him with spirit, what I almost feel is just as human beings are the way we are, that we, you know, there's going to be some good and there's going to be some bad. That that this can also happen with these other races.
1: With other races, that's exactly true. Mm His his um, his thing wasn't to hurt anybody or do anything. I almost think he was almost just watching, like protecting me or mm-hmm. something.
0: I almost feel like maybe in one of your lifetimes, you were part of the family
1: on with, with oh, the reptilians. Uh, some say they still live underground here. Some say that we, we have DNA from them. Um, he wasn't the only being I met. I met uh, some other beings as well. Uh, after I came out of the coma, I had a little dude. Um, he looked like, if anybody's ever seen Beetlejuice, um, the guy in Beetlejuice who was smoking the cigarette in the waiting room, like he died from- With the little
0: <laughs> pinhead
1: <laughs> in the suit? That's the hat guy. Okay. Um, they, uh, they said, how did you die? And he was smoking a cigarette okay. and he was like, burnt. That's what this alien almost looked like. He was very frail. Wow.
0: Was very
1: dark, 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 dark gray. And he did have huge eyes, but he didn't look like- what people have drawn but uh he was extremely intelligent and he would he was coming to me quite a bit he was actually answering questions in my readings a couple i times.
0: was wondering if he would because yeah that's what it almost feels like when you're talking about it
1: yeah because he was he was he was answering questions he had showed me how he was i had asked the question about their gravity or gravity or feeling on the ground and he showed me him like a, a vision I should say open we'll it that way he he was had a chain attached to him and then he had it was attached to the bumper of a car and then that car was attached to probably like 30 other cars and then he started walking and as he walked they just pulled along like so effortlessly and then he walked through a small lake and dragged the cars right there. and he was telling me I remember him telling me all is possible everything's possible. And he, I think that was his main thing. Like he wasn't telling me how he did it. He just kept telling me everything is possible now, which is what I needed to hear. I just came out of a coma. I was back in earth and freaking hated it here. And, and, and he's like, yeah, no, just do your thing. Just keep doing it. He has not showed up for about three years now. So I haven't saw him since.
0: Do you think that maybe he was a healer from the other side, just sort of coming in in that moment in time because it was such a a time of trauma,
1: obviously, and probably so? A lot of people think like when, like a lot of beings I talk to, they're not necessarily dead. They are, they're in a physical existence, but it's different than ours. Different realm yeah it's like a different it's just a different dimension i think most of the me personally um from what i know from these guys my guys and everything are the aliens or the spaceships and all that stuff and people go you know we don't see enough of them and all that they're always here they're in the sky Mm -hmm. all the time they are disguised you just can't see it Mm -hmm. Uh, same with aliens and all that but i i've had uh, quite a few um beings come in that i knew were alive they just didn't live here okay yeah i agree like ultra terrestrials ultra terrestrials and all that are, are angels there's a lot of people mistake aliens for angels a lot mm-hmm. they'll say oh i saw this angel and it looked like this i'm like that was an angel that that was alive that was literally a live breathing thing that they just can manipulate everything they know how to separate i know it sounds really weird and, and i don't mind talking about it because i know people you know you believe it don't believe it it's all good um
0: people that are here are open to it we have some questions that's how i have michelle's highlighted but i want to hear this since i know everybody else is because more comments are following with this so go ahead but i'm gonna to get to these two questions eventually
1: the one thing that i found that they told me that, that the only way i can put it together is they know how to separate their molecules Oh,
0: my God, you're reading my mind again, Dave, we do this off air and on air, because when you said anything is possible, and when you explain what it is, that's exactly what spirit showed me. And I've studied it, and I've read that all, we've been taught that everything's solid when it really isn't. There's there's space in between every molecule and if you can separate it, right?
1: We're solid when we're lower energy. We are low. Human beings are. uh, We're in a low vibration, so of Mm -hmm. course we appear solid. We can't walk through chairs and stuff. It's very low. It's it's going like this slow, so we bump Mm -hmm. into it. But those beings, their vibration is so high, they can just go right through. They can just walk through it. They can walk through people. Walk, and that's how aliens take people through walls. Mm They know how they do it i don't know i have asked you them. almost
0: i almost i, I don't know i'm getting visions tonight but i'm almost getting like alien and wrapping their vibration around the human as they go through a wall because the it, humans
1: is so low that's that's exactly where i was going to they basically what they're doing they've they figured out a way to manipulate the energy around everything yeah. to Speed it up. So that's basically what they're doing. They speed up the energy of the wall. They speed up the vibration of us. They speed up the vibration of everything. You may be in that bubble. Who knows? And that's how we go through. You know, we're supposed to be. I know a lot of a, a lot of the spiritual people. One of their buzzwords is fifth dimension, fifth dimension. We're going to the fifth dimension. It's like, no, we're not going to the fifth dimension. No, I know. Oh, it's not here. Uh, we're, we're we're getting everybody into the fourth right now, pretty much. And not everybody's mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. But the fifth Jen, that's something that, that's something like a lot of higher, I don't want to put it like people are more special than others, but there, are, in the hierarchy, knowledgeable people, those are the ones more in going to the fifth, to the mm-hmm. fifth. Not on this earth. This earth eventually will be in the fifth, but I think there's also going to be a fourth dimension earth all the time and a third dimension earth all the time because people who've never been here before like there's a lot of souls who haven't been to this earth that have been around for eternity they don't want to come here but they might want to come here when they won't be able to jump into fifth dimension mm-hmm. They've how to, to move up to well it. let's if- go
0: into this question from michelle then because i get a lot of questions like similar to this and you know i've had people even say that well what happens to all these souls that passed away in the last three years and and um you know are they angry is this why we're seeing all these hauntings and then you try and explain that the moment you're born before you're born you know when your exit point can be um something like yourself and your death experience can be a built-in exit point possibly but you know when you're going to leave this was planned for it's not like it just happened accidentally to all these people and they laugh but try and explain that right so yeah. the question. Oh, go
1: ahead and then i'll ask the question a lot of people like uh, to talk about the angry spirits who passed over okay one i have to tell you this on the other side i'm not talking about this i'm not denouncing demons and all this on the other side none of these things exist they're not there all the way on the other side when you go all the way over where you're going to go through the light through the everything You won't encounter demons. You won't encounter any of that. Now, you can go to lower levels if you want to know what that is, because there's like seven lower levels, and and some of them are really bad, but they're not evil. It's just like there's a place where all the screams go to. So if you walked in there, you'd be like, ah, what is this? We're on the
0: same page here, because that's exactly... you know, Had you asked me 15 years ago, I've been dealing with this stuff my whole life, but it was the experience I had in my home that I said, would I wish it on a blade of grass? No, but do I look back in anger? No, I'm grateful for it because I would not be doing what I'm doing now. I would, none of this would have happened had I not had that experience.
1: Oh, sure. I know mm-hmm. I would, I, mean, I, I talk to spirits all the time, but I knew nothing of the other side except for hearing angels and guides constantly and thinking, mm-hmm. what the hell? Uh, but is that. <laughs> <laughs> they took me over and said, okay, this is what it's really like. Cause I tell people, I'm like, there were so many things I was so wrong about, mm-hmm. and, you know, but as far as like the other side, those things that exist, I think those things exist in between the two mm-hmm. worlds where I, I think you find your lower level energies and all that stuff.
0: Even um, lower, I'm going to get to your question, Michelle, even lower dimensional entities that, you know, cause there's, like you said, I love what you said. There's gotta be a place for the screams to go. I yeah. agree. The other thing is, is where was I going with this now? Um, lower dimension, lower dimension. Oh, about hell. Okay. You would, you had asked me years and years ago about hell. Okay. Cause I was raised Roman Catholic. I would, you know, I, I never bought into religion myself. I'm not knocking religion for people. Some people need it. I'm not my job to judge just yeah. for myself that it just never resonated okay and especially i just never believed because I, I believe and we've talked on air and off air that i've had a near-death experience as a toddler and um i never believed that god was this you know big force and was going to punish people and there's retribution it just it just didn't feel right
1: yeah it's not it's it's not it hell is in your mind i mean there's definitely a hell in your mind like if mm-hmm. if you have that strong belief when you go over you know the universe says hey you get whatever you believe the law of belief states it it's it's a universal law and i study a lot mm-hmm. of the universal laws there's so many of them mm-hmm. and the law of belief says whatever you you feel you are think you mm-hmm. are you believe in is what you get so when you die a lot of those people you know they'll see the light or something in the first thing and they're head, terrified yeah i'm not going in there because i did some bad things and i know if i go there i'm going to go to hell and then they'll start manifesting stuff like that around them and trust me on the outside of that there are beings over there going Hello, we're over here. No, come here, come here. I have
0: a theory even about near-death experiences. I like I've told you this on air, off air, as well as many people. You know, through the shows, I've studied this professionally and personally for forty years. And you will hear of the occasional experience where somebody will have a hellish experience. I have seen cases of where um, it's what people believe, the strong religious dogma, manifestation happens a heck of a lot more quickly than it does in this plane. So you're right. If you believe it, you can create it. But the other thing I've almost, I've looked into and I am willing to entertain in some situations is I believe that say somebody that their heart has stopped but not completely they're not completely completely what would be considered clinically dead okay I'm almost wondering if they start to pass through the dimensions a lot more slowly and whether it's belief, what they hold whatever they end up in one of those more denser lower vibrational astral planes if you will
1: Dante's Inferno was. That's where he ended up in one of the lower levels. Who was that? Sorry. Dante's Inferno. That book. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that's what I believe he ended up in. You know, I always looked at it this way, and this is my guides explained this to me a couple times when I would question things, and they said, if you believed in the hell, you'd have to believe that there was a being who was who was evil enough to send you someplace for doing something as petty as not believing in them, no. and they said that doesn't exist." And yeah. I said, yeah, I know. Um, but I did, I did a lot of research um, about a couple of years after my near-death and I looked up near-death experiencers who had all these really terrible things. And then if you can look up their names a little more, you can start finding that I think about 90% of them either came from strict religious background or they were in the church and they faked those. And they said that in order to bring that back, to tell people that they go to hell and that they saw it personally because people weren't believing it. Less and less people are believing in hell and less and less people are not caring. Um, mm-hmm. The hell, it, I guess it's the word. If I can explain to people what I know, whatever karma is, what's at play here? Karma is literally just the balance of experience. That's yes. all called- karma. It's a balance of experience. And You could have good karma, bad karma. The reason we come back down here is because we created karma and we have to feel what we put out. Um, so I, let's say uh, somebody on TikTok had asked me about Jeffrey Dahmer and all of them. They said, what do you think happens to them? And I said, and I was trying to explain to some them that, one, no soul is left behind, no matter how evil or how bad they did things here. They, everybody on the other side wants them to get back to who they really are. They really do that might take eons who knows but i would think oh. some of
0: the- speaking like- of spirits my lights just went into rainbow i have no idea why sorry go ahead
1: <laughs> okay. know, we're talking about jeffrey dahmer so over the rainbow um yeah. so the ones like that i do know this they will have to know Not only the victim, because they'll they'll be confronting the victims at some point or maybe have to do a life with them and be on the other end. Um, But they'll have to know how everybody else felt. All the things that was felt around that person that killed. So let's say if I killed Joe Schmo. um, So Joe Schmo, everybody that loved Joe Schmo so much that went through hell because he was murdered, I have to feel it i have to know what that was like so i will probably spend lifetimes with loved ones dying well before their time so i know what it's like for that i don't know if that's the case it's it's karma doesn't mean the exact thing like a lot of people go oh that lady said something bad and she tripped that's karma that's not no, karma.
0: that's not karma no
1: <laughs> unfortunately she slipped um or funny because it's mean but the karma is how it made someone feel by expressing what she did or what she said, that's the karma she has to have from the back to her. And then I always tell people the hardest thing to tell people is sometimes some people who got killed maybe were the killer in another life. And this is yes. the karmic debt. We don't know. We don't know. So it's kind of hard to say.
0: Well, okay, so let's get into a few questions. Hi, Debbie Schmoley. She goes, I wonder if Joe Schmo is any relation to me. (laughs) Debbie Schmoley, Joe Schmo. (laughs) So, um, Michelle Pratt uh, asked, curious, is there a lot of angry spirits who have passed
1: over the last couple of years? Mm, I know some people say that it all depends and when you place your focus in your energy, it really does. One person's perception is that's all they're encountering, is something like that. But that's just because that's where their perception is, where another person says there isn't. I'm talking to so many people. Uh, I did I've done a lot of readings now with people who died of COVID. And and it's odd. And at first, it was hard for them to give me the symptoms, and then they got it down pat. Now they all come in and just give me the same thing over and over. I'm like, oh, COVID. Okay. They died of COVID, right? They're like, yep. <laughs> um, they know now that they're there, they're like, damn. I knew I should have, ch- I was supposed to change something or do something different, and I didn't. So I ended up leaving, you know. Uh, but none of them were angry at all. Some of them, it was their. Uh, how do I say this without sounding like a schmuck? Um, it was what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to have died from it. A yeah. Lot of people, a lot of people don't understand that sometimes certain diseases and deaths, when a lot of people get them, it's like we take one for the team. It's like they do it in order for doctors to learn how to cure it or in order for a life lesson for somebody else or for yourself. So... Sometimes it's like that. I haven't seen. I ha- I don't encounter a lot of evil spirits at all. I've or angry ones, um, but
0: I do, and I don't want them. And I have. It's it's kind but, of lessened off.
1: Yeah, it's, and it it's, might be. It's how mm-hmm. we're wired too. So it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. I have been through investigations where there was less than pleasurable energies around me, but. How it works for me is I have learned, and and if anybody's an empath, pay attention to this. If you're empath, because I hear people that they post the memes of them going into Walmart in their hazmat suits, and it's a joke, and I know it's funny and all that. Being an empath does not have to be a curse whatsoever. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Because I am an empath. And and I try and tell people this. It's not a curse. It says, look at it like a superpower. Positive, amazing, wonderful.
1: I tell people this. Because I've had to do this since I was a child. I take inventory of myself. Every day before I go someplace, I will tell myself, Okay, how do I feel? I feel pretty good. Do I have any pains? Nope. I'm oh yeah, my elbow hurts because I had surgery. So of course and my elbow hurts, blah, blah, blah. So okay, I got quick inventory. When I walk into a place, if I change for any reason off that, I'm like I always say to myself, haha, that ain't me.
0: I always <laughs> ask myself this. I um same thing. Or I'm out somewhere and all of a sudden I have a feeling for no reason. Like anxiety is a big one for me. But I find and i'm sure most parents do but my boys have gifts as well and my son my eldest has severe anxiety and he doesn't live with me anymore and i'm not an anxious person and i'll be walking around and i've got this nagging nagging anxiety it's like it's like finally i got to stop for a second and go where is this coming from is this mine no it's not return to sender and i know who i don't attach anything but love to it but yeah. I know where it's coming from. I know exactly. It's either my kid or somebody around me, same as anger, sometimes anything, like pain too, because I will feel people's pain. Like I can touch, I don't have to touch them. You can feel it even distance wise from somebody, what it is. And again, it's knowing what's yours and what's not,
1: right? And that's exactly it. It's just knowing what's yours. And then also understanding, um, I know I see a question. Somebody said it's a blessing now that I've learned how to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Return. And when you are an empath, listen, you should, you are set up to raise vibration. That's what you're set mm-hmm. up for. Yeah. Empath. Can feel and take on stuff a lot of empaths will take on somebody's anger um i used to do that when i was younger i would take on the anger those people would feel better and i walk away with the anger and they'll say dave you deal with this because this is theirs they couldn't you took it from them so you deal with it get rid of it go back to yourself so i learned how to do that um, that's why that's how when i do mediumship readings i always tell people if i seem distant or i don't seem emotional because of this stuff it's because i'm separated from it totally separated. I just let them give me what it is. It's almost like if anybody knows who Saint Germain is,
0: I love Saint Germain.
1: Saint Germain transmutes negative power. That's what the violet That's... flame is. It transmutes. That's what an empath, empaths, think of yourself as the violet flame. When something bad comes to you, you transmute,
0: this. you
1: transmute that mother and you make it good and send it right back out to the universe. Then, you know, the universe is going, yeah, we'll take the help from you, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I love what you're sharing here because you know there's a lot of people I'm finding a lot of people are awakening right now to their spiritual um wow. gifts and and what have you and you know we I I believe we like you said earlier you know there's infinite possibility everything is possible based I didn't say it the way you did it but what I'm saying is I also believe that we have the abilities of other beings that we see, but for whatever reason, being in these dense, fragile, heavier type bodies, we come in with spiritual amnesia into this lifetime. I, I look at Earth as a school. I really, really do. And um, you know, I think people are are first, we're never taught to nurture these gifts and abilities that we have, but also people are now awakening for, like you said, moving if it is into fourth dimension. And um I'm finding a lot of people have no idea what to do with these gifts, like what's going on? Am I going crazy? So to hear these kind of things
1: positive, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. It's basically us just remembering who we really are. Thank that's you. The- I, right, I should just
0: let you say that sentence. You could have said it, you said it, how many quick words?
1: <laughs> Dave, Dave, uh, Dave uh, asked, and I wanted to answer this real quick. Do we have okay. a year when we'll move into the fifth, David?
0: Thank Can you, me? I missed that, thank you.
1: Um, I, I don't have an exact year. There is not an exact year. Um, it's been, this is one of those things where it's, it's everything that's written on the other side, it's written. And the future is predetermined, but the future is also always interchangeable. So you can always hop down one timeline to go to another timeline. The timeline that you're talking about, um, I, I, unfortunately, I won't see it in this lifetime year. Um, I, I'll see it in my next one um because i know i have to come back which really pisses me off um but i'm sure most-,
0: most of us do
1: <laughs> I know a lot of us who are doing this work who goes we don't want to come back we did this work no this work was like training you have to come back and do so there's some other stuff i am it, it's something what is it 2062 you said hold on a minute i'm talking before the threes. So it's all—it's like something really major is right around 2062, 2062. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. it's, it's quite a ways off. But we are going in the right direction. It only takes 1% of consciousness to move over to where we need to be. And we're like literally this close. And that's why we're having all the crap with the political crap and all that. Everything has to come out. Everything has to be unmasked. Unmasked. Everything has to.
0: Okay, so let's go there because we hear about the apocalypse and whatever. When you break down there, the word oh, apocalypse, it means to reveal once which was once hidden. Now, how many things are coming to the surface right now? I mean, if you can't see that, yeah, there's no is, way you can't yeah, not yeah, see this, the
1: that, truth. This is a type of apocalypse happening right now with exactly what you said. The unseen is becoming seen. It's becoming yes. Seen. And, and and it's uh, I used to laugh at people like in in the states where I am during COVID. It was always the ones who didn't want to wear a mask or refused mm-hmm. to wear a mask who were coming out. You couldn't put a mask back on them. It's like they took off their mask. Now they're mean, evil people, and mm-hmm. they're not anybody else. They were so happy about this. It's it's really odd, but we needed it to happen. We need this to happen all over the world. So if the world seems like a a a, a a terrible place I, you got to do this focus differently unplug yourself you really do because the world isn't as bad as what you think it is the world is only as bad as what you're being shown okay mm-hmm. being shown stuff by a lot of different people and we we actually have and i've talked about this before that we this is supposed to change the, this is harvest if anybody's familiar with the law of one um uh, loved one this is harvest and it started in 2012 and i think it goes to 2032 i can't remember um but what happens is there's harvestable souls which means if you are of service to self when you reincarnate you will go to all the world that is all service to self if you have service to others you will go to that world so that's the harvestable. That's I'm not saying ether is bad, but I can tell you, I can give you examples of people who are of service to self. One, politicians, service to self. They're all, almost every one of them service to self. Religious leaders, service to self. Hollywood. It's all, Hollywood. It's all about me, 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 me. And I don't care if who I step on. I don't care if I have to kill 50 people to get where I want to be. I'm going to do it. That service to self. I'm not saying they're bad people because of the fact that evil is in the eye of the beholder. It is a perception because what one person perceives as evil and it feels terrible to another person. It feels as good to us like an ice cream cone, you know, so it's hard to say Um, those people will be those souls will be in other places. All souls eventually come together. I mean, we all eventually go back to the exact same place where we started.
0: Okay, so let's uh, I got a question about that then. Okay, so I agree. I always try to remember, tell myself, say it out loud. And when they say it, I really do mean it. And I try to remind myself of this, that it's not my job to judge, or like you said, evil is in the eye of the beholder, how it's perceived and what. And I agree, we can't call things good or bad. People have different experiences, depending on where they are in their soul evolution, you know, lives, past lives, what, what have you. So when you say that somebody is of service to the, to self. And so the next lifetime, they will go to a place where it, I guess where it's service to self. You got a what, match. What, pardon?
1: You got a match to that. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like attacks. like, I understand that. But my point is what I'm trying to say, has spirit shared with you what the purpose of that would be? Would it be so that the tides are turned and then you in the next lifetime would experience what maybe you gave to people in this lifetime?
1: The way it's explained to me, oh, let me put it in human. Um, okay. You have a kindergarten class and there's, uh, or a class of kids. Let's, well, let's say kindergarten, okay? They're kindergarten kids. They're running around. There's like, like 10, 15 of them. Let's say there's a class of like 50. So there's like, like 20, 25 of them who are just not good, okay? And there's 25 who's really good. Okay, the perception, we'll say self-service others. It's a lot easier to separate them and then take small bits from one side and bring it over than it is to try to bring them all over.
0: Okay, so then it's almost like we're trying to move back towards balance. That's what the vision I'm being given because... Balance okay. is actually,
1: that's probably even the best word. We need balance. And right now, the, tales of, the, the scales are, we've been a patriarchal society for a very, very long time. We were matriarchal in the beginning. It was more feminine in the very beginning. I'm talking before human beings here for some of you. Mm-hmm. who, Before the actual human beings where we are, it was more feminine. It stayed feminine, and then it switched over to the male part. It went good for the male part for what needed to happen. But then logic kind of burnt itself out. Um, and now it's going back to matriarch. We're just trying to get the balance back again. That's why so many more women are coming out now. So many more women are uh, being a lot stronger now and everything. I, it's, it goes, it's, the average person might look at it and go, well, it's women's rights. Oh no! This goes way beyond women's rights. Yeah. This has nothing to do with. But I
0: almost find though that then you get people, and almost seems people that are service to self, ha- They take advantage of where this is moving, and then we get clobbered with it. Like it's almost like it moves too far. You yeah, know what our, I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: I believe that, like you said, and I believe what Dave had asked before that that will happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's when like the natives say, soon. They probably know the same thing I do and that is well
0: let's read this out for people listening because they won't be watching because this our podcast yet and i'll remind you guys actually you're listening to the angel rock live on 105.3 at on um, united public radio network also known as ufo paranormal radio network or just uprn please share and like with your friends because we have shows for everything you could possibly think of with the amazing hosts that we have on here so please share that and our podcasts also say you're not catching this or you want to share it Our shared anywhere you can think of where podcasts or talk radio are carried we are carried so I'm going to read Dave Dave Petrella's question here he says I agree David I believe there are harvest points along the cycles of time the universe presents situations to us and then depending on how we respond we're assigned our next dimension
1: that's absolutely, absolutely freaking correct, David. <laughs> okay, I want to
0: throw something. I throw a monkey wrench in there, though. So, I also believe, too, that we also set some goals, if you will, about things we may want to learn in this inc- incarnation to help our souls evolve, what have you. Um, now, where does that come into play? Where our next assigned dimension is going? Do we just sort of set those? Do we make our contracts, if you will, or our things that we're planning? my brain's going a mile a minute here things that we would like maybe while we're still as i call it back home um you know deciding some of the things we may want to encounter learn never mind with karma some of the things we must experience and feel does that all get built into where the dimension will be
1: i believe it does um another way if you guys want to go a little even deeper down the rabbit hole which i'd love to do um <laughs>
0: you should see what david dave and i talk about while we're not on air <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: um, but, but I'm, i'll make this as easy as i can i think that's what he's, i i know that spirit uses me for a lot of things is it like he's so simple you just tell him he'll make it simple um so as far as when we're coming but there are there was a time where a lot of us when we were coming here is literally just to reincarnate to experience different aspects of love which is also which which is an ongoing thing but in the last few uh, i don't know how long i'm just going to guess i'm throwing out a number this is just to put out a number okay guys uh 100 years okay so in the last 100 years there are people coming here for specific reasons and the specific reason is to help bring the earth over Mm -hmm. so those people are here but we are mixed in with the people who are here just going I need to experience love and life and work off my karma. There's those people here too. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I will say there's more old souls being born now in the last 20 years than there has been in a very long time. Um, I'm I'm talking most people on this planet right now are old souls. Um, I of agree. Some that are on this planet, though, are still working off a whole hell of a lot of karma um, because I don't... See, you. people ask me this question, and, and I hate to say it on TikTok, but I can say it here, so haha. Ha. Um On TikTok, people ask me, I don't want to come back, do we have to come back? It, the short and skinny of it is, is, yes, you do. If you have karma, you have to come back at some point. Now, it doesn't matter when you come back and you can, because you're an eternal being, you can do it billions and billions of years from now, but eventually you have to work off that karma. And in order for you to rise. So, like archangels, like the seventh level of people, the archangels, the like the saints and the spirits, and Jesus and Buddha, and all of these people, they do not have to come back here anymore because they've worked off their karma. They've got all their karma done. If they were to come back now, they know, and Jesus actually was aware that if you go back, Jesus, he goes, You know, you're gonna get some karma, right, dude? He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna have to change it. And he came here and did his stuff, and I guess apparently he escaped without much karma. Uh, but there are a, a lot of the, those. That's why people always go, I'm a reincarnated angel, and I always want to go bullshit. Um, because you're not. Uh, you, I mean, you can come back with a lot of angelic energy from someplace, or a lot of your higher. But uh, an angel, if an angel came back here... One, they would probably be, they'd probably be a drug addict, probably be addicted to that drug addict, sex addict, probably be all kinds of things because they wouldn't know how to handle this. Plus, their energy is so pure and so big. I, I don't think the human body could contain it. Um, I pure, don't either. Pure angel. I mean, you can come back with parts of it. I mean, I came back with, uh, apparently I, I probably came back with a, a lot of knowledge that my higher self has. And brought it back with me because i talk about stuff now it's like i have no clue what that stuff means and i don't know where it comes from you know
0: yeah but you said we've had that conversation on air the last time you were on here as well as off air you don't know if like you had quite the experience what you went through with your coma within your death experience after you got out of the hospital you got in another accident but my whole point i was going with this is you we've talked about where you will walk in and a lot of people may not know what a walk-in is. Yeah. you want to share that with
1: them? A lot of people assume I'm a walk-in. I don't, I can't tell you. And, and here's the reason why, even if I was a walk-in, I probably wouldn't know because uh, the contract that a walk-in has is that walk-in would have to forfeit his personality and have the veil come over him just like everyone else. So that walk-in would go into a body that's still perfectly fine and he would finish living out that person's life. The, the, so what would
0: happen though? So let's back up a little bit, because there'll be people listening that's never heard this term, have no clue what it means. So with a near-death experience, right? I believe that we built if we've had a really difficult life ahead, and it seems, you know, just from the study, and I haven't studied every person on the planet, but people that have very difficult lives, sometimes they seem to have accidents or whatever may happen illnesses where they've had a near death experience they they almost they could choose to leave at that time and then for whatever reason another soul is wanting to incarnate at that time it's a perfectly good body and they will walk into that body after the near death experience am i explaining that correctly
1: you you are um i am not confessing to be anything but I'm going to use me as an example Okay, yeah,
0: please do because you're not, but we've had this conversation and I, I kind of feel like you are.
1: Let's say when I came and I'm sure there's something to it, let's say coming here was, I was supposed to do something in particular. Let's say, David, you're going to be meeting him and you're going to talk about this and you're going to channel us and you're going to be able to do this. And and I said, okay, let's do that. And then I go through my life. I get sidetracked. Uh, I start out, you know, having all the abilities and all that. Then I get sidetracked and my life just goes to complete hell in a handbag. So um, and then I end up in a coma and I die. Now over there, they're like, okay, he can't die yet and he doesn't can't go back to fulfill it so this guy who knows david very well says you know what i'll go back as you i'll take on your memories i'll take on all your things i'll take on that i'll forget who i am and i'll finish completing what you were supposed to have done because it still needs to be done and you're not capable of it at this point so david probably says god no problem because i'm tired and says i just want to stay so that's what happens that's what a walk-in would be so i would come back and and i know where people get it and i've often wondered it before when i studied them is i i have phantom memories of of places i have never been and i I have to ask my ask people, do you, is that a memory? Is that someplace I went? My mom's like, no, that's not someplace you went. I'm like, oh, I still see it. You know, I've I've seen these houses I've lived in. I've seen places I've lived in, which I don't know, but I could be picking up other people's stuff too. But a walk-in most likely would not know that they are a walk-in because part of the plan is for you to come in and finish out in that body with all the same circumstances what that original soul was. But
0: the reason why people I think have picked up on some of this phenomena too as much as that soul say walks in there's a change there's a big difference I didn't know you before your near death experience but yeah. you're very open about from who you were to who you are now
1: I am a completely different Yes person. Mm-hmm. I'm a completely different person and in I guess maybe part of me maybe doesn't want to admit it part of me doesn't know I
0: even know. in appearance david
1: yeah i look different too
0: mm-hmm.
1: i look mm-hmm. a lot I, I look the same but um i actually look i looked younger when i came out of the coma than before i went in
0: and you I, used to smoke you did all you were heavier you
1: were a musician, oh. you were
0: into comedy, all this other stuff, and now you're like a complete, I mean, never mind the memories. Like you said, a lot of memories, too. You yeah. don't remember.
1: Yeah, I spent my whole life wanting to be a musician, wanting to be an actor, wanting to be a comedian, and I did all those things, and I was getting really good at it. Like, comedian-wise, I was getting really good at it. I was doing shows. I was doing You're all still
0: kinds pretty of- funny.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, sometimes, people call me you a comedian. What do They call me a comedian. Because mm-hmm. when I do it, like I like to laugh. Oh, my God. I just about choked. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Anyway, I don't know that I'm a walk-in. There is absolutely zero way for me to prove it. Um, and even whether I was, I've been called many, many things since I came back by people who don't know each other and calling me the same things. They've called me everywhere from, um, well, Earth Angel. I used to always hear that that's a term. But then they'd also say angel. But I told them, I said, I am not and angel but i do know them very very well because that is where when i said where am i from and they showed me the light and i went there and then i was hanging out with all these little lights they were angels and they knew them very well so i don't know what my relationship is with them over there they're, they're not letting me remember but they sure talk to me all the time and uh and and i know them they're they're cool i mean they're i mean that's the only way i could put it there's no religious words or anything you can put it. They're just very cool. All these beings that I talk to are are amazing. Um, and the things they do for me, I, I mean, people say, oh, you do those readings, you must be tired. I'm like, God, no, not at all. I feel they they do all kinds. They fix me. They fix a lot of stuff in me when I do readings. So it's, it's mm-hmm. always a given. But yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm a walk in. I will never profess that I am. And I guess it really doesn't matter. Um, All that I know is that I came back to do something and I'm doing it. And now that I'm doing it, life is a lot easier than it was before.
0: But doesn't you know what? Okay, so let's go there for a sec, because, again, just a theory of mine and things having conversation with spirit myself. And again, I'm I'm not going to profess that I get everything 100% right. I don't. I don't think any of us do. I mean, we're human beings for a reason. But um, it just seems to me, yes, I agree with you. I think we have a lot more old, old souls here, if you will. The other thing is most people I have met, and again, most of us don't know that, yes, absolutely 100%, I am an old soul. But it seems like people I have met that you can sort of feel that energy. You can see it. Uh, I think some of it comes with uh, clear, clear cognizance, you know, like, or they know stuff, but they don't know why they know it. Um, a lot of wisdom, but also, they all seem to have very difficult lives. You know what yep. I mean? Like, it, that, like, from childhood onwards, it seems to be a lot of things or it could be in the adulthood, but there's always a lot of trauma sort of to get through or a lot of healing, we could all use the healing. But I've yet to meet, most people anyways, not everybody, but most people that grew up in the TV, leave it to Beaver or June Cleaver type family, you know, everything's wonderful and amazing. There's usually a lot of difficult things that they go through. It's almost like you've had the experience in many lifetimes that you're going to figure it out or be able to
1: get through it. Eventually, Yeah. I know that my theory is this and I, and I, Because when I ask, sometimes when I ask stuff about me to the other side, they don't tell me. (laughs) Um, and my guide will say, Does it matter? Yeah. And that's his favorite line to give to me all the time. He's like, Does it matter? And if I say yes, they'll give me the answer, but it won't make zero sense to me. And they'll say, see, it doesn't matter, doesn't it? I'm like, okay, right. But uh, I know people talk about exit points and they some I know people used to say there's five exit points or whatever, whatever. I don't think any of us know that. I don't know because like- I, I can tell you I had several exit points when I was a child I fell headfirst into the ground off a big stock of tires the ambulance came I was fine for some reason and I can tell you I remember that memory when I was falling it felt like somebody was holding me and setting me down. Ah, wasn't what everybody else saw um I had a person pull a gun on me and my friend. I had to back up. Uh, I did not get shot. I was supposed to go to an airport to pick up somebody, and somebody else was going to have somebody there to shoot me when I was there. This is back in the 80s and 90s. It was over some stupid okay. stuff. That didn't happen. Um, a man and a woman tried to get me to come into a van, and so close and doing all this stuff. They could get into. I went to a guy's house and that job dropped off after a bar for him and he invited me in and i was so drunk i just went in and we were going to listen to it like records records at the time and he like wanted to you know do this that and the other thing and he was making me nervous i mean he went up to get to the bathroom i was looking around his house and I looked next to uh the, it was uh, end table next to the couch and there was needles on that <sighs> and the stuff that was there my spirit guides are like going don't let that get to you don't there's they're just letting me know don't let that stuff get to you whatever that is and i don't know if this guy was shooting up people with that and like raping them or whatever um but when i saw that i was very nervous and the only thing i could do is i told the dude i said hey uh i'm kind of tired i have some blow in my car i'm gonna run get it, okay oh he had hit my keys too by the way
0: oh my um, god
1: When I asked him, I said, I'm gonna go do that. So he gave me my keys and I said, I'll be right back. I got my car and I just left. I lied. Oh my god. But I mean, stuff like that happened. Then the coma and then after the coma, I flew off my moped into an intersection.
0: Oh my god. Yes. David, you were meant to be here
1: because So so I always say they're not gonna let you go for you know, whoever that is. My theory about what I came back with was most humans only come here with about 20 30 percent of their higher self some come in with like 70 and those are like the tough ones those are like usually those are like the autistic kids the are really cool kids they like they got a lot of them over here because they know how to deal and i always tell people those kids talk to god all the time they always know what's going on
0: i i have one in the other room and i can tell you yep. from a very very early age he's still you can't always communicate with him. He's a little difficult to understand. But I can tell you, okay, when I had somebody who was very high, high vibe, light worker, the only person that agreed to come to my house to do some house clearing, okay, I watched her and him. And it's difficult for many people with autism to maintain eye contact, and then try and have communication. And they were looking at each other, and he was laughing and giggling, and she was laughing and giggling. There's no words. Those two had a conversation for about 15 minutes. I had brought him for quantum... Oh, God, why can I not remember the name of it? It was healing energetic type work um, Work when he was about three or four. I wasn't trying to change my child. I wasn't trying to he- heal him in any way. He was going to be who he was going to be. But he had a lot of anxiety, had a lot of aggression because of the nonverbal. I was trying to help in that aspect. And I remember the lady that was working with him. She happened to work at a school. I didn't know until she was doing the... the um, the treatment, I think it was called quantum health transformation or QR therapy or something. Anyways,
1: she, Uh, pardon? QR therapy sounds right.
0: Yeah. And so she came back out about 20 minutes and she said, Oh my God. She said, I have never in all my years of practice ever met somebody so powerful through their third eye. Your son would not let me go through would not let me commun- uh, connect in any way, shape or form. And then she came out and said, and he has most incredible colored aura. It's royalish, purplish blue. And I said, well, what does that mean? Cause I didn't know what I know now in any way. She couldn't tell me. And then very quickly, I will also add this that- um,
1: Shine a light on that really quickly. Go ahead. From the colors, when it's going from the blue to Purple, it's weird that it's blue and purple, but usually that was when he
0: was little. That was when he was very little, though. She said, she said
1: guides on the other side. If you were to walk up to somebody who is a guide, that's what they do over there a guide, they would have a purple aura.
0: He she said it was the most incredible color. She had never seen this color ever before.
1: Maybe, maybe he's a training guide and this is something he needed to know.
0: Because, because like, I, he has- chose to come in. He chose yeah. to come in this way. Not, I know all people choose this, but I mean, from the time he was born, by five months, I knew there was something not right. He almost died at two weeks. He had meningitis. And I thought a serious heart condition. Yeah. He almost died. And after that, not that you know what your baby's going to be like, it was almost like he wasn't the same kid that I had before he got sick. And then by five months I knew, but my whole point I was trying to go with is, it was years later, it was very ill. They thought he had blood cancer and he was in the hospital. And we were in the same group at that time, the group that shall be remain unnamed. And somebody there was being a little pushy and had said, I'm gonna be doing some energy work with your son. And they didn't ask, didn't ask any permission. And I just said, I was, I actually was at first almost went to a place of anger like the mama grizzly bear and then i literally heard spirit say just relax he's got this so all i said to this person is all right um but be prepared i said i don't think my son will let you in and she messaged me back an hour later and said holy cow you weren't joking <laughs> so he is very i know i've had many people tell me things like this so i know he's very powerful that way so maybe that's why he is here maybe he is a guide in training I mean,
1: guides guides still reincarnate once in a while um but and we all want to know this stuff i mean i guess what a lot of people don't understand because people ask me can i be a guide i'm like you have to go through everything then. everything mm-hmm. uh Because you'll have to know how to help somebody else who's going through it. So you're Mm -hmm. going to have to, all these different ways you have to die. There's all these different situations you have to get put through. There's everything like that. You have to know what it's Mm -hmm. like to be home. You have to know what it's like to have money. You have to know what it's like to lose money, gain money. All these experiences. Everything. Everything. who knows if all we know, he said, hey, I don't know what it's like to be this kind of person in this life. Let's see how this works. And then you said on the other side, hey, this will work for me and learning what I'm supposed to learn. So I'll be your mom. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you don't know, I don't know how it all works out. I, I I don't remember that part. I just know that it happens because they tell me that it is all decided when we come here, but mm-hmm. our life though also has possibilities because people say, Is that exactly how come they said that that's not when they're supposed to die? It's because, like, say in my life, they could they could have said, hey, David, between 45 and 55, there is a really strong chance that you're going to freak out and end up dying. We're just letting you know ahead of time. And I'll be like, okay, we'll tackle that when it comes. And then it happens. Um, but they'll tell you there's a potential for something to happen. So you potentially could die when you're 19 because you're going to get hooked on drugs and do this and that. Or you could potentially die when you're 50 because you're going to make your spouse mad and they're very evil and they might kill you. So you have potential ways that you could die. But it doesn't mean that you're always going to
0: Okay, so let's stop right there for a second. I just got this thought. I get the weirdest thoughts when somebody's talking, but there's a reason why. Okay, okay so like you said, potentially you could die at the age of 50 cuz your spouse, you know you may get your spouse may get very angry as evil and murder you. But mm-hmm. okay, so let's back up a couple lifetimes. Maybe now this husband who was murdered had been murdered and had been the murderer in a previous lifetime or lifetimes, okay? Where I'm going with this is so is it potentially like you said, with my son and I, that the wife and the husband, right? He now has to experience what it feels like to be murdered and and what have you. Now, the wife agrees to this, to kill him in this lifetime, to help him fulfill that, but it also fulfills a need for herself?
1: No, here's close, but no. Um, Here's a better way to put it. Karma doesn't go by anything physical. Karma doesn't look at it as a murder, the act of killing someone or the act of being killed. It's the emotions is what karma is getting. So you can go through a murderer, uh, you could be murdered by somebody who treated you very, very badly. And that's where the karma works out. That person, if they treated you badly and they murdered you, that's fine. Eventually that person has to be treated very badly like that. And there can even be an attempted murder. The murder doesn't have to take place. It has nothing to do with physically dying. It has everything to do with what they did to your soul, your psyche, or everything else. That's where the karma is. Okay,
0: okay. maybe I used the wrong word, but where I was going with this is is how that would end up. Because again, when someone is a murderer, they're going to create karma they're going to ha- right they're going to have to experience what it feels like if you will but did they agree in that lifetime you know what i'm saying that there had to be did some the kind of agreement agreed to
1: be murdered
0: yeah and she agreed to be the murderer is what i'm saying like does this fulfill a need for both of them and this is part of why maybe that played out
1: between those two the karma's between those two yes it could play okay, out okay like that.
0: that's where i was that's how i was trying to word it so thank you my brain is just working like a mile a minute here it's because okay. i'm
1: It's okay. It's a weird, it's a strange subject because the one thing is a lot of people, you know, I hope they understand spirituality is very, very open. And that's why I tell people, no matter where you are in spirituality, be open to everything because you have to be, you have to be, you have to be, it's kind of like, like, I don't know if Dave's still on here, but like me with astrology, I suck at astrology. I suck so, so bad. So
0: I tell—I had another friend on here. She actually helped me understand it. But I, I'm going to add to that very quickly. I've met so many people in the spirituality world. Either you rock astrology, or exactly what you just said. And I kind of read in there with you. <laughs> yeah. I
1: just I. If I want something done with my, astro- I go to an astrologer. I don't even ask my guides because when they tell it to me, I'm like, I don't get it. I'm going to have to go to a human being, dude. Because uh, you're not explaining. Yeah, but
0: it's kind of like, right, why we have certain people that do certain things in this lifetime here in the human world, right? Yeah, like you not, need your yeah, car fixed. Yeah. Not everybody's a mechanic. You're going to go to somebody that is able to do that or someone's a doctor, someone's a nurse, someone's,
1: yeah, right? Yeah, and astrology, I mean, I've, I've come across some bad uh, astrologists, but that's because they're not using their gifts. They're just using like what they learn as far as... uh in astrology, there's a lot of intuitive things that go Absolutely. into astrology. I mean, if you're in an astrology and you have no intuitive abilities or psychic abilities whatsoever, you're probably not a very good astrologist because you're only going to go by the by the book. And we even in astrology, things are different just because you're in this certain planet thing and you go, well, that person's not acting like they're supposed to. It's like, well, you have to accept that. Because there's might be a reason, maybe something's changing on that side. A good astrologist is going to go, "Hey, I've realized that this moon doesn't always affect this person. Mm-hmm. It affects this type of person, even though they're the same birth." Or whatever for other reasons I'm gonna
0: give you an example okay and Dave I just haven't had my reading with you I know Dave is an amazing
1: astrologer he really is he's
0: been on my show he does a podcast now with a good friend of ours uh, Karen Holton I mean he's amazing I, I love him talk to him on air off air just like I love you and um, but this lady Carmen her name's Carmen Turner shot she's actually a uh, social worker and an astrologist, and she had written a book, I always forget the name of it, but the last part was Fallen Angels, and she focuses on the 8th and the 12th house, okay? So she gave a few very quick readings. She was pretty dead on for the people that she did, but um, she had asked me if she could do a very quick reading for me afterwards, and so I gave her my birth date, and the year, and the birth time. I don't know why I forgot to say this to her, because I usually tell people that do astrology, it's a guesstimate. I have no idea exactly. It could be like a half hour to 45 minutes one way or the other. She went and went through things very quickly. And uh, the whole show was basically about why she focuses on the 8th and the 12th houses. It was actually a really interesting show. Anyways, the whole thing she says to me about five minutes later, are you, are you sure that's your birth time? They're just... It seems like it should be about a half hour, probably later, possibly give or take a few minutes before. Again, there was a lot of intuitive things that came in, but that's what you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. And I have to agree with you, Dave. You have to use your intuition as well.
1: You do, because Mm -hmm. um, things are going to change. And as we all know, even the earth isn't on the it's not always on the same direction. I mean, it okay. might flush it away by a couple of feet here and there. And that could, that could throw everything off. Now I know that souls do a pick their astrology signs and everything, because that is what helps, um, get you make your personality. It gives you, yeah, it's like, it's like a little ingredient to make your personality taste better or find mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I, I astrology, I wish I knew better. I was uh, let's talk about astrology for a minute i i was born 4 14 66 and i was born at 10 44 in the morning oh wow and, and i know that some astrology long long time ago before i even knew anything about astrology said you' heard something called a beyonder. and they're like what's a beyonder? or something yeah like
0: that. i don't think i've heard that term i
1: think, i know and i never heard it again and i'm like what does that mean and they said something about that you you came here intentionally to serve to do things for others and nothing about yourself which is funny because my love life sucked all my life i could not keep a relationship it's like it's not going to happen and and i don't want one anymore but that was my whole life was trying to find that going against me i I wasn't here that wasn't what i was meant to do this time around that's kind of what i felt you're the
0: second guest within the last couple weeks i said this i have a really good friend heidi hollis who is on here and she's one of the, she's actually trademarked like shadow man, hat man. Um, we talked quite a bit actually about Jesus and angels and things cause she's had experiences. She's had really crazy, strange experiences. And she actually said the same thing. Like she had what was like a near death experience, but she didn't die. It happened in her living room while she was at college. And, um, she said she she was because she's an um occupational therapist in her muggle job i call it and um she was in the middle of this and when she came back she went oh my god what am i doing in school like why i i've got things i've got to do like i'm not supposed to be doing this kind of thing but that's what she said too she said i knew that in this lifetime after what had happened to me that no, that's not what I was here to do. I was not here to have a family. I was not here to I get felt, married Yeah,
1: and I felt uncomfortable like with that. I, I, at mm-hmm. first, I wasn't for a minute, and I wasn't. But it actually made, it, it literally took a huge weight off my shoulders. It's like, oh my god, you mean I don't have to worry about that? Cool, that's one mm-hmm. thing crossed off my list and I don't have to do what I, <laughs> I you know, it's It's not necessary.
0: and put your energy in other areas where you're meant to be putting it
1: exactly yeah Mm -hmm. i don't worry about i know a lot of people in this lifetime worry about you know am i going to see my husband when i die i'm like well, which one (laughs) because you've been here i know
0: i've i've gotten into that one when i've thought about it like long before even i really knew what i now know and i would be thinking exactly what you thought what happens like if If, say, you're married to someone and then they die and then you remarry or you hear like someone like Zsa Zsa Gabor, like it was seven or eight husbands. like, And when you go back there, you know, you always hear these people putting out these romantic stories. This is when I was young about, um, you know, the love of their life, their soulmate, blah, blah, blah. That's another one that always gets me off on a tangent because of what people believe soulmates are. But or twin flame, that's a new one everybody thinks they have. But my whole point is I was trying to figure out, like, well, what do you do? Because, you know, I didn't understand there's not those human emotions like jealousy and stuff. I was thinking, like, do people get jealous? Like, how do you handle these these relationships over on the other side?
1: <laughs> I, do, I do know that some. they have told me that there are souls who have agreed to stay together a lot on the other side. Yeah. Marriage. Marriage is unheard of on the other side because marriage is an earth thing. Absolutely that's all it is it's an earth thing it's a physical reality thing it's it's in here for the experience you know mm-hmm. but yeah you can you could do whatever you want in this life i was looking at dave's comment uh when he said it puts the spirit into a mold to help you and deliver karma and to learn when he's that's that's ex- david i dave i i so wholeheartedly agree with you on that um that's one of the reasons why we pick different astrology astrology signs when we come here because of that Cause it does help you, you know?
0: Well, but- the reason why this Carmen, uh, Carmen and she called it fallen angels. I, I've got the book. I, I don't want to close it because I might lose you. Um, it was, a, it's an astrology book and it's not all she does, but I, I've been, there's a PR agent and publisher I work with over in Wales. He sends me the great, best authors always. And Carmen was one of them. And I was really, really, really curious to understand why a book about astrology would be talking about fallen angels. And I'm thinking that there's got to be more to this. So what the reason why she had called it that was through the years that she's done this, she talked about basically, you know, a lot of your signs in the fourth house, but that wasn't really her thing. It was the eighth house and the 12th house. And she was talking about Not everybody has them, but a good majority of the characteristics that you will see. So she said, like, with uh, one thing I remember, the eighth house, she said people with the majority of their signs there tend to have a lot of loss, like a lot of loss, a lot of early loss. And she got into why, but with the 12th, she was talking about people, and we've all met them that feel like they don't belong here. Like, was I adopted? Like, I don't fit in with this family. I don't feel like I fit in. I don't feel like I belong here. And she said they, in her experience, if i quoting her correctly, their energy was just so pure and beautiful. It was literally like an angel had almost fallen to the earth here, like an earth angel. So that's why she called it fallen angels. Yes. It, Say that it, again. So she said basically that she found that people that have the majority of their signs in the 12th house are like angels, literally like angels that have fallen like to earth, like earth angels, like not feeling they could belong here. So that's why she called it that.
1: I got you. I was going to say, yeah. I think when people hear the word fallen angel, they think of the angel that falls to evil, that becomes evil. The well,
0: I wanted to find out how are you getting astrology and this term mixed together? I got to hear this. Like you just said earlier, we got to be open to everything. Like I, And I'm sure Dave you get this all the time too. People will message you and you're they'll say, this is going to sound really weird. Like really, really weird. Like I'm not crazy. I promise I'm not crazy. And I always say, try me. And even if I haven't heard of it, it doesn't mean it didn't happen or you didn't experience it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that. It can be. I There was a, a lady on Facebook who watched some videos of mine and everything. She wrote that she thought they you were know, really good. And I said, thank you so much. and Yours are excellent. Yeah. And then she said something about, well, I'm an angel. I'm here. I can't remember which archangel she said she was. And I'm like, okay. um I know angels very well, but I didn't want to be that guy. So I said, well, that's wonderful. I hope you do well while you're here. And mm-hmm. she said, would you like me to do? And since she brought all this sexual Tantra stuff with angels and all that, and that's where I, I just wrote to her, OK, I know everything there is about angels and know them personally. You are either a scammer or are totally delusional. Because what she was saying about them, like, that is just not true, mm-hmm. that is not true. Um, I was looking at what Dave said about the 12 houses. He said, the 12 houses of dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the angel thing, I forget where I'm going with that. Um,
0: I have seen people that claim to be angels as well. I have met one. The only thing I can tell you is I was kind of mentoring him for a bit at the time. He told me that we knew each other in a past life. He told me what the name was and then when i did my crystal reiki the attunement i did uh i wasn't there live it, it's a whole story in itself i've told on the show before they kind of verified some of the stuff that this individual was telling me No, it was quite the story they were on with somebody else who apparently had been to heaven themselves they were talking about these two were finishing each other's sentences about they'd never met maybe they were really intuitive i don't know but it was certainly was an interesting
1: experience they could just they could be i mean if you recognize a soulmate an actual soulmate i'm not Mm -hmm. talking everybody thinks a soulmate is somebody you marry and it's not your cat Uh, a soulmate is literally two souls that spend a lot of incarnations together those two may have spent a lot of incarnations together and that's how why they're finishing each other's sentences and even Mm -hmm. if they don't think that they know each other here they probably know each other really well that's probably the funkiest thing about the veil um when you become awakened that veil lifts a little bit but it lifts just enough to really screw you up to really see I the- have
0: to agree because I always say I'm not going to know all the answers till I go back home myself. That's I've accepted that,
1: no, and when I learned, I learned. I, learn. I don't know all of them either. I, I guess I know a lot. I probably know so much because you would, I guess, some people didn't know it. Once that I had that quick death experience, I then stayed in uh, I was in an induced coma for a little bit and then stayed in the coma, coma afterwards. So i remember walking around the hospital when that happened i remember going places during the coma so you
0: mean in spirit let's talk about that a little bit dave if you're okay with that because i know that a lot of people have a lot of questions about things like this so you're comfortable i know you are because
1: you've talked about it before so Uh, yeah, yeah no i'm totally comfortable talking about it um when i don't know the reasons why except for the only thing i could think that Sometimes my guy he's hinted to me. He said, "This happened to you, and you remember it, so you have your own validation. So you know it's true, and you will know you're not crazy when you start doing mm-hmm. the work that you do." And I was like, "Okay, dude, um, <laughs> that sounds fun." But yes, I was around the hospital and that was documented there. I was telling them about certain nurses and certain rooms. So
0: would you say though, for people listening, you weren't physically walking around because you were in, in a coma. So what would you call it that was walking around? What terminology would you use?
1: My astral body. I love it. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, astral, my astral body was walking around. My my human body was laying there and my, my soul was attached to body. But I was walking around. I had left that body. There was, uh, I, I guess, it's, it's kind of like the feeling I got was there's absolutely no point in you staying in that body while you're here. You're gonna walk around and 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 I went all kinds of places. Gosh, I went to the airport. I remember um, gliding along the runway. Uh, I remember doing all these really really weird things. And the only reason I know it's true is because I would tell people about the chronological order of things that were happening. And they're like, no, you couldn't have been there because you were laying here with tubes in your throat and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I wasn't. You know? And then
0: they think it was the drugs and then they think it was whatever.
1: I have yeah. a theory too. They, 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 they wrote the stuff down and wrote up something about it because of the fact that uh, some nurses were saying it was the drugs, but I know one nurse who told me, she like was sat with me one time and she goes, she goes. I know there's something that goes on. She goes. I want to let you know you're not the only person. But she said you were describing things that you weren't in those places, and no drugs would have made you see that. You know what I mean? I was. I remember the funniest thing was, I was when I was kind of awake. I said to one of the nurses, "I'm like, where's that nurse that looks like um the female Robin Williams?" <laughs> And she's like, what? I'm like, the female Robin Williams. I said, she was talking to me. And I was trying to answer her back, but she wouldn't listen. And she goes, how did you how did you know? And then she goes, hold on a minute. She brings her in. I'm like, oh, there you are. And it was her. Yeah. And she heard that poor woman's face was white as a ghost.
0: But she's you like, know what? I've had patients that have coded, yeah. okay? And then they've come back. So for people that don't understand coding, uh, basically, I know, you know, and some people flatline. will, but flatline, flatline, no, no heartbeat, no breathing, they're clinically dead and you're doing CPR and what have you, and you bring them back. And I can tell you, I knew them because some of them were palliative and it's, uh, do not resuscitate or hadn't been written or whatever. I didn't go in there and bring, bring them back. I, I just would know it would have happened. It, um, you know, I wasn't even my patients, but all the nurse run, you know, on the floor will run in when there's a code or something. And um, but I working nights. Uh, sometimes I would have some time to go visit with my patients, and one in particular, I remember him talking to me quite a bit about the experience. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that gentleman had a near death experience because there were things he knew, just like you said about that nurse that looked like Robin Williams.
1: Yeah. There was
0: no way on God's green earth he would have known the things he knew. I have another theory I wanted to add very quickly, and I've had this conversation with somebody off air, and um, after my first year of university going uh, to study to be a nurse, I got hired on as a non-registered nursing assistant in a nursing home, and there was severe, severe dementia, what have you, and... You will probably know this yourself or anybody that knows somebody in medical field, especially nurses, you always know when it's full moon. The week, the week of you don't even have to look. OK, but my point is, and I don't know where I'd seen this or read this was years ago, but it was validation for me. And I could be wrong, but a lot of people, especially with Alzheimer's or dementia, get much worse during the week of the full moon, a couple days before, during and after. And. I believe it just really resonated, and I forget where I would seen this, that people that are in that state, like when they're, it's called the sundown syndrome or like around the full moon and they're wandering, they, they could be perfectly lucid during the daytime, nighttime can't get through to them. It's like, they're not there. I believe that that's when many of them do a lot of astral travel. I do.
1: I, I really do. Oh yeah. I did. I did a lot of that. And mm-hmm. I, i can't do it on command like i when i was younger i did i can't do it on command anymore which i don't know why it just happens now when it happens you you think maybe
0: you're too grounded
1: i don't know because i don't think anybody could ever be too too grounded (laughs)
0: no but but what i'm saying while you're awake is what i'm saying that uh, and i hear what you're saying too. grounded ground being grounded is not a bad thing but i literally feel like when i say that i see like almost like
1: roots like you're here i I do root myself and i found it very important and they have expressed that on the other side that i do that um, always and like, i did
0: not know that about you like that's literally what spirit just gave me like seeing
1: roots like yeah. really rooted to this physical plane that's absolutely true i it's basically accepting the fact that you took on a and other people can't but i can because of the situation i went in. i have come i what's the I, I accept the fact that i am here having a human experience mm-hmm. so since i took that much time to actually come here went through all the shit that i've come here i make sure that i participate in the human experience mm-hmm. so yeah that's why i probably appear to be so grounded um mm-hmm. in shamanism i always have keep one foot in both worlds so mm-hmm. i have one spirit world and i have one foot here at all times pretty much i think the only time i completely go to the spirit world is either sleep or if i do really deep meditations or channeling Mm -hmm. then then i take my foot off the earth and i'm like okay i'll come over for a minute but i think that's probably that's wrong with a lot of spiritual people sometimes they're so not grounded i agree not love them. They they're beautiful. And they're trying to do this work, but when you're not grounded and everything everything is airy-fairy and no one's going to understand you. Because there's you no balance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> balance is the big thing. It's like mm-hmm. the work of the day is mm-hmm. balance.
0: We yeah. know, I call that the woo-woo, what you're talking about with the airy-fairy. We've all met people. It's not a bad thing, but it's just they're talking about such high-level concepts and love and light. It's like they don't live in the, again, I never do this. I've done it so many times, like real world with the quotation marks if you're listening. But it is. It's like they're living almost like a, on a different planet. We've all met people like that. And it's not a bad thing. But it's difficult to connect with people like that, like on a regular basis. It's difficult for, I'm sure, for them to be able to get people to understand where they're coming from as well.
1: Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, no, I totally, totally agree. That's mm-hmm. absolutely correct. I think people have to realize that they're here, too. And if you have a certain gift, you have that gift in order to help people. And the best way to get that gift across is to be present in their world as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: When I talk to people, I don't like to talk down to them.
0: No, and you don't.
1: I don't use big words. I don't care about all those words. I I swear because it's funny. And I, like
0: I to- do too. I do too. And I don't unless like if I'm doing a reading or something. And
1: yeah, I'm careful
0: if I'm on air. But um, and then someone will let like an f bomb fly or something. They'll oh, I'm so sorry I said that. I go oh, thank God you did. And then yeah. you know what? Who cares? It's just yeah. It's not a big deal.
1: The first thing I always ask people when I do mediumship readings, I, I usually always tell them, I'm like, um, I'm just letting you know if your loved one drank, smoked, did any of this stuff, swore a lot or acted crude in some way, that's the personality they're going to give me. So is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, words bother you, and half the time they'll all say, oh, gosh, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's who they are. And usually should when I get that speech, that's when they go, You're, You sound just like my dad. I'm like, because <laughs> it's your dad.
0: Because it is your dad. Hey, I Hi. wanna, we're all, this always goes by too quickly. I'm so excited that you can come back next week. We've got a few more minutes, but I wanted to ask you, uh, I don't know why, maybe somebody needs to hear this. What is your thought on thoughts on uh Bigfoot and Dogmen and things that we seem to be hearing more about this? uh and yet we're you know it's almost i believe bigfoot is extra dimensional but but the thing is why are people seeing more of this is it because that collectively they're believing in it more so it's like a talpa so we're seeing it more or what's your thoughts on that like what does fear have to say about that it's
1: a talpa uh well i like i don't believe that bigfoot is a talpa i believe that bigfoot is actually a real
0: oh i agree but i met with the where i'm going with this okay like i believe I that people that look men, like dogs existed dog many men, many centuries ago
1: Dogmen, men all that i will never say that they don't exist i don't even have the right to do that i know i agree they exist I think most of it exists um my beliefs on my bigfoot um bigfoot to me is interdimensional that's why i we said that yeah okay that wholeheartedly and, and and anybody who watch like professional bigfoot hunters uh and I hate that they call themselves hunters. Uh, I know when they when they hear Bigfoot or anything like that or get this. There's always orbs. There's always because they're. I believe Bigfoot are, are very spiritual beings, extremely spiritual beings. Um, I don't think that they kill the deer. In the winter. Winter. I really don't. I know that they say that or, or some people say I was attacked by Bigfoot. I'm like, no, you weren't. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think they would. I think people are seeing them more for the same reason people are seeing aliens more. They're letting themselves be known, but they're doing it in a very, very slow way. They are spoon-feeding society little bits. And I think, why, because eventually, and when Dave was talking about the with the fifth, when the fifth is here, all those things will be known. Yeah. Every other creature outside of the Earth knows about every other creature there is. You know, there is no guest that doesn't exist. To, where's the only <laughs> yeah so
0: when I was going with the tulpa thing okay say like with dogmen like I believe in I got a shadow of a doubt that there was a civilization of people that did look like dogmen many many centuries ago on this planet but where I'm going with this is it was like we never seen them and then all of a sudden they're showing up and again I understand about Bigfoot like I said that right away you know, I believe they're interdimensional and what have you, but with I, dogmen too, you're not hearing necessarily negative experiences, but why are we seeing them more? And when I went Tulpa, what I meant was collectively, is society more open to it as well as this, you know, this, and well, ent-
1: if it's a talpa, a talpa is something that is created by consciousness.
0: Absolutely, I like thin men, like thin yeah. men. Okay. Yeah. That was a creepy pasta. Now we're seeing pictures and we're seeing hearing about experiences, people. I think
1: the rake, the rake, all those demon type ones, I think those are all talpas, which I means agree. Th- their existence is dependent on us actually agreeing that they're there. You know, okay. Um dogman, I, I agree with you on that one. I don't believe dogman is a tapa. I believe dog man is a race that is coming back or just letting themselves know maybe this is just the right time I, I don't know I'm just uh, I...
0: wondering the purpose to me like um I have great respect for Bigfoot and Dave I want to mention is in Bigfoot uh I was in Bigfoot country uh in my on my trip and he was on quite a long trip Northern California so he's actually there right now um because uh, many years ago Lori, is it Williams? She does remote viewing and she teaches it. She has no interest in Bigfoot whatsoever. And Connie Willis, um, she now doesn't have a regular program, it's a paid program, but I think it was called uh, the Blue Rock or something. And she's like Bigfoot crazy. So she got Lori to remote view with a Bigfoot. And it was one of the most incredible, astounding, amazing interviews I've ever seen with a big foot and i believed every word of it every word of it
1: i've talked to i have i have yeah why don't i just ask you dave (laughs)
0: how about i go there with that have you talked to it uh,
1: yeah i have i have not in not in real time i've talked to them in meditations so i tell people they're my meditations, so it's my view but but they tend to they tend to give me things that uh, can be validated sometimes um Basically, I, I do know this. They're they're actually smarter than human beings. They are than human beings. Um, they're more spiritual people. Remind me a lot of the what's coming back out now. People have discovered the long heads. You know who the long heads are.
0: You gotta tell me what they look like, and then I'll tell you if I know.
1: It's an indigenous tribe back wherever, but they all had elongated heads. There are some tribes okay. that will tape the skull of babies to make them appear elongated. Yes. These ones, the longheads, were actually born this way. And wow. very spiritual and very everything how they looked. And they've been almost eradicated off the face of the earth right now. And that's because because human beings are such dickheads. And mm-hmm. <laughs> because they don't yes. want anything like that to exist, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I as far as the Bigfoot's hold that uh Bigfoot interdimensional, I believe Bigfoot just walks into this dimension when it wants to and walks out and i've that's
0: seen the, it on camera like all of a sudden it's there and then
1: it just that's gone yeah i would love 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 to see one one day or just hear it you're to come
0: visit me dave i'm in bigfoot country huge dave. bigfoot country
1: outside mm-hmm. of i'm I, you know i'm a big val i like to validate everything i think everything needs validation even like no. a medium like in mediumship, i've I've been read by mediums. He said, "Oh, your grandma's died. She'd like to bake all the time. They gave me all this general grandma information and be like, oh, come on, that's every grandma. Um, I you have to give something that they know in order for that connection to get really big. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's like with Bigfoot, as much as I've talked to Bigfoot and some of these aliens and everything, I am always looking for how to validate what they have given me.
0: I hear you. No, honey we got one minute left can you tell people where to find you and uh where your book is sold uh tick everything your course you get well, coming up
1: i'm on TikTok, spiritual medium david hansel i am on uh, instagram same name um i haven't finished my book i'm almost there i keep rewriting stuff um my website is called the whisper to me mm-hmm. and to me.com, and you can yeah, David at thewismarine.com if you have questions. Um, I do all kinds of different kinds of readings. Um, I do one, I put out there one time, it's a clarity reading. And basically what happens is when you come there, I I kind of hook into the guides and the people watching you to give you a little bit more clarity in your life. And it's really cool because they validate themselves before they do it. And I thought, how are you gonna do that? But they do. They do by telling the people their past, which is really weird. I'm like, does that make sense? They're like, yeah, okay, I got the right person. So I do that. Um, I have a Facebook group called The Spirit Experience. If you go in there, I'm actually gonna be doing a class soon where i teach people um, I'm going to teach people uh, kind of the way that they have taught me to contact uh beings and using all the clairs instead of just a medium saying i'm I'm taking
0: it because i want to use it because i'm working on animal communication i already told you yeah
1: as well but that's how you get a hold of me other than that yeah but i'll be back next week as well so i'll say it again if you miss this one
0: Okay, so Haffron par- Paranormal is here. Hi, you just caught the end of us. I hope you watch the beginning. David, thank you so much. Dave Petrella says, thank you, Lee and David, phenomenal show. Well, David's going to be back next week. I don't know. It could just be David and I, uh, we might, we'll talk more throughout the week and figure out we're going to do a panel or what we're going to do because I was so, I kept thinking when my guests. Um, cancelled on Halloween. I was thinking oh damn I would have asked Dave and then I just happened to mention it to him. He goes I can be there so I'm so excited. I know you guys are going to love it. So uh, be prepared. I don't know if we're doing costumes or not. I may. Uh, the costumes not required but I may just for the fun of it. Um, so be prepared. My doorbell will be ringing a lot because there's a lot of kids around here and we're in primetime kitty Halloween trick or treating right at that time. Stay tuned for the show coming up. I always forget to mention it and I love these guys. Have a pair are tough. My brain is not working. Sorry. Horsefly uh, Chronicles are on next uh, with day. Off see I got David on the brain Philip and Julia Syracuse I do know you guys love you I was on their show we had a great UFO ET conversation a couple weeks ago anyways I will be back same time same space next week also if you want to get a hold of me you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock for readings I do mentoring um, I do energy healing sessions Reiki also I have two groups on Facebook paranormal University for all things paranormal and angel rock Tribe for many things we talked about as well this evening so, David love you thank you for being here thank you for every thank you for everybody in the chat here so wherever you may be good morning good afternoon or good evening i send you all so much love and light we'll see you same time same space next week okay everybody have a good one bye-bye